shit. Shit. Shit on a Thursday. Um, did you see the lineup for Laugh Fest? I saw the main one. The main one? Uh, Jimbo Gaffigan? No, no. I was getting his last name wrong. Adam Caton Holland? Oh, Adam Caton Holland. Yeah, yeah. He's that was well. what I want to see. Of all of the ones to be announced, he is probably uh, the least famous of everybody, I would say. But it's the best option. <laughs> well, yeah, in my opinion, he is. And for those who are listening and don't know what LaFest is, LaFest is a comedy festival held here in the great city of Grand Rapids, Michigan in uh, early March. It's a 10-day fest. And all the proceeds go towards Gilda's Club, which is an organization that helps people deal with grief and loss issues concerning cancer. And all of the uh, the stuff they provide over there, it's free. It's for free. Free. The extra E is for everything because it is for free. And so they have the, uh, it's not till March, March 5th through 15th. But they had the announcement uh, Tuesday and uh, some of the bigger names. And so I just wanted to go over some of the bigger names. The one that they had announced before they even on Tuesday was Jim Gaffigan, who uh, I can't lie, I have uh, zero interest in seeing Jim. See, here's the one I was talking about his kids. And he food. does talk about his kids, and, and he talks about food, yeah, he's not and he uh, he kind of has like an inner monologue thing going on in his head. And uh, I can't lie, uh, 10 years ago or so, I loved Jim. I thought Jim was the greatest of all time. And uh, I mean, Jim's still great, it's just, it's no longer for me. The, the shtick has grown old, and uh, you know... I, I can't lie, I haven't listened to any of his shit. He seems to put out a new special every other year or so. And it's probably been 10 years since I've last watched any of his stuff. But it, the 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 novelty or whatever of it is, uh, it's gone. It's gone. It never caught my fancy, but my wife listens to it. I think she likes him. Yeah. She listens to a lot of the... Uh Quite often at night when she's doing dishes or whatever, she'll listen to a lot of the twenty. As a woman should. 24-7 comedy. Get out of there do the dishes, Bev! <laughs> Are you pregnant? Take your shoes off. Well, in my defense, I do all the house cleaning. Oh, so. there you go. <laughs> Jason, get out of there! Put your apron on and vacuum the house! But, that was, uh, that yeah, was my best those, man, uh, Whatever those comedy channels are where they play segments. Of comedians? Oh, like on XM Sirius or whatever, yeah. or one of them. Sure, sure. You know, Jim is one of the biggest com- comics performing today. He's playing at the Van Andel Arena. It holds like 10,000 people. So clearly he's doing something correct. Uh, there couldn't be a worse venue to see comedy, though. Uh, can't lie. You don't want to see comedy in a venue that sits more than 200 people, to be perfectly honest. Yeah, I would concur with that because we went and saw, well... Maybe that the uh, what's the Fountain Street Church isn't sure. too bad. That's probably more than two. That's like fifteen hundred. Yeah, that's not terrible. Sure. Even DeVos Performance Hall when you're up there. Yeah, I think like that's like four thousand or something. Ways. 
Yeah, comedy is meant to be, it's an intimate thing, it's a personal thing, and like I get why they uh, perform in big venues like that. I mean, I'm sure Gaffigan's going to make $100,000 a night performing in a, a venue like that. But uh, any, of the, any of those where I have to go and to see the show, they have to have a Jumbotron. Right. That for me right. is not. Sure. A great show. Well, that's when I saw Adam Sandler this past summer. That's He played the Van Andel Arena, and the only way I was ever going to be able to see him was on the Jumbotron screens they had behind him. And even that, I mean, we were so far away that uh, even that was still kind of small. So it, it's, uh, it's a shit venue. He'll sell well, everybody. Get tickets for Jim Gaffigan sooner than later. Uh, the next big act they released was Russell Peters. Do you know Russell at all? Jason, oh, I know, I know of him because Sebastian is Maniscalco is buddies uh, with him. Buddies with him, sure. And as referenced him at times, he uh -huh. doesn't strike me as particularly funny. Russell Peters is, and I'm not lying, is the biggest comedian in the world. In the world, Jason. Is he the best comedian in the world? world? <laughs> in um, your estimation, is he the best or is he? Ah, uh, you know, he's not for me, Russell Peters. I actually, I think Russell Peters is Canadian. Was he one of the judges on Last Comic Standing? For I a think, couple yeah, seasons? one season he was, or whatever. Like Norm McDonald or something. Yeah, I think you are correct. He uh, he's can uh, Canadian, but uh, with a name like Russell Peters, of course he's uh, Indian, like not Native American Indian, but he's Indian Indian. Hell, he might be Pakistani, but I think he's Indian Indian. He's He's from, he's from over there, as a racist would say. Well, this goes back to, we talked before about, uh, you know, my methodology is for Dr. Grins to just go and listen to people and see if, you know, listen to oh, sure. or right. something, see if sure. it appeals to me. Because yeah. I think my general opinion is you're going to get a better show um, in that, well, one in that size venue. Like you said, it's more of a personal experience versus watching on a jumbotron right and uh i think there's a great get better better comedians in that some of those ones that have reached the pinnacle and are out at those stadiums it's so well worn their act it doesn't feel fresh to me sure it's bland it's predictable you know what they're going to say they don't want to offend anybody it, it's it's not good. Russell Peters' shtick is because he's ethnic. It's all ethnic. It's very uh, crowd work stuff. That's why I, it's always weird to me when guys who do crowd work are doing theaters because nobody can see this this fuck that you're talking to. Nobody can hear the fuck that you're talking to. So it's strange to me. But Russell Peters is coming. He's playing a uh, DeVos place. Uh, you know, it's weird to me. He's not bigger in America. But he's just not. He just, for whatever reason, hasn't clicked. He'll sell out, DeVos, but uh, it ain't for me. Next was uh, Justin Willman. Do you know Justin? I've never heard that name He before. is a magician comedian. Oh, I'm usually out on that. And, uh, but get this, Jason. He hosted Cupcake Wars. And when you say he hosted Cupcake Wars, I say, I'm out! I have no interest in anybody who has any kind of... Uh, hosting of a reality show, a cooking or baking reality show. 
apparently he's super funny though. I got no interest in finding out. So uh, he'll be over at Found Street Church as well. Are these the on the ha ha column? The well, you know, I don't know how it's divided because oh, there's yeah. like ha ha and he he, and yeah. then there should be I don't give a shit because <laughs> it's usually it's the ones that are on the. Uh, the smaller side that I care about. So uh, the next one's Maria Bamford, who uh, Maria had her own Netflix show for a while. She's got all these quirky comedy specials. She had one comedy special that she did like in her living room for her parents. Like that's the special. I was thinking that you had said you liked her before. I do. I do like Maria. I don't think I've ever heard her, but I. Yeah. I solely remembered you commenting on her. Before. Yeah, I do. She she came to uh, Laugh Fest, I think, two years ago, and she was the only show I went to go see. So I do like I do like Maria. She's very weird, very quirky. So if uh, if you don't like weird or quirky, Maria's probably not for you. Uh, I do enjoy it. She's over at the Wealthy Theater, and that's not a bad place to see a show. There's only 400 seats. She's pretty good. Uh, next one was Miranda Sings. Do you know her at all? Jason? Never heard of her. Well, that's because you're not a 13-year-old girl. Uh, if you were a 13-year-old girl, you'd be, Oh, my God, Miranda Sings! She's a YouTuber. Did you know that? No. YouTuber. And when you say YouTuber, I go, You don't know shit. That's what I say. Uh, YouTube comedians can go fuck themselves. Uh, but she's super popular. You mean she does, like, comedy bits and... It's a character. She does Miranda is this weird character. I don't know what her real name is. Um, it's Kelly something or the other. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's not. You're not gonna sell me anyway. So yeah. Well, generally yeah. our mode is we usually pick one to two shows. Sure. So her real name is Colleen Ballinger, and it says here she is a, a multi hyphenate. Meaning she's an actor, comedian, trained vocalist, writer, and executive producer. And then the character she portrays is Miranda Sings. That's the huge thing for her. So it's all about weird uh, like beauty tips and life tips. And she says things incorrectly. She's got like a weird lisp. It's just a strange character that really connects with young girls. So she is over at Found Street Church. And I had a friend, actually, uh, who wanted to buy tickets to the VIP. Because if you buy, buy VIP tickets, you get to do the meet and greet with her. And, uh, you know, probably take pictures and whatever and all that shit. And so clearly that's going to be huge with kids. So he wanted to take his kids to see her. So he's wanting me to walk him through the process of buying the tickets. And uh, I'm like, going, I think you did it, man. Because there's only one show. So if you bought the VIP tickets... Then there you fucking go. She's here one day and one show, and before the show, it's the VIP. So uh, if you're an adult who goes to see Miranda Sings by herself, please just register yourself as a sex offender. <laughs> That's what you are. Uh, there's no reason any adult should see this person on their own. So, uh, but go check, go check her out. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, she did have her own uh, special. Well, she had her own show on Netflix, and I tried to watch it. And then I was like, I can't fucking handle this. So, it's Miranda Sings. Then, uh, have you ever heard of this guy? You might, know, you might know this guy, Ralph Harris. Do you know Ralph Harris, Jason? The name rings familiar, but that's not the fat guy that was a winner on Last Comic Standing, was it? That's Ralphie May, I think. Yeah, no, Ralphie May, and Ralphie May is dead. Oh, that, dead. that fat fuck died. Okay, uh, who's Ralph Harris? Ralph though? Harris... 
I do like Ralph Harris. Uh, he is this guy. He's pretty clean in his act. And he does, like, a lot of characters. So he'll morph into, like, his grandpa. Or he'll morph into, like, his mom. And it's just very, like, subtle things that he does on stage. He'll put, like, a hat on or a shawl and a hunch over. Or he'll change his tone and inflection. And uh, I like Ralph. I haven't seen Ralph in years. If you like shit a little cleaner, uh, I tell you to go check out Ralph. He's doing the, uh, he's going to be down there at the uh, Wayland Casino, the Gun Lake Casino. One night and the next night he's going to be in Lowell at the uh, the theater they got out there in Lowell. And that's, that's a fun show. I'd recommend people go see Ralph. He's good stuff. He, uh, he has a lot of TV credits from the 90s. So apparently he hit his high mark in uh, twenty years ago. Like Screech? Uh not 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 uh, not like that because like, he still is, was an adult in the nineties. Oh, okay. uh, but he was on like uh, Step by Step and uh, you know the what is it? The Thank God it's Friday shit on ABC. You remember all that garbage? Not really. Not really. <laughs> all right, fair enough. Uh, the next one, JP Sears. Do you know JP? Nope. Me what? neither, because he's a YouTube un- star. I feel unknowledgeable. He's a fucking YouTube star, Jason, and I don't give a fuck about YouTube stars. Uh, so I did go look to see what this dude was about, because some people were kind of excited when they announced his name. I'm like, all right, maybe I missed out on this fuck, because it was the same thing when Miranda Sings came in, and then last year was Matt Balassai. I'm like, who the fuck's Matt Balassai? And he sold out eight shows at the Pyramid Scheme. Usually you only do four. This fucker did eight. And uh, I don't know who the fuck he is. And I met him. He's a nice guy. He's Matt Balasize, this gay dude, whose YouTube show is just, I'm going to drink wine and I'm going to bitch about stuff. I'm going to be a catty fucking homosexual. And that's what he does. He lives up to the stereotype, Jason. If you hate stereotypes, you're going to hate Matt Balasize. Uh, but he was a nice enough dude. I liked him. The shtick wasn't really for me because I'm not into that kind of shit. It's like TMZ bullshit, whatever. I don't care. Uh, but this guy, J.P. Sears, I went to go check him out because he's a YouTube star. He's all about it. And uh, it's the, again, it's another like weird character where he's kind of this uh, self-help guru, but he's telling you wrong things kind of stuff. And... Uh, I lasted about two minutes, and then I'm like, yeah, I'm out! I don't have a long leash for these things. I, uh, yeah, I'm not, yeah, I'm uh... I'm gonna waste time on YouTube. I usually watch either Fail Force One, which is near-death experiences. Oh, okay. Caught on film. Oh, Jesus Christ, Jason. What are you trying to tell me with this? Or, I watched, have you ever seen the Everything Wrong With Cinecins? Uh-uh. What is that? Oh, you gotta watch. You'll you'll enjoy this. That's on YouTube? Yeah. And it's just and it's like just, a regular YouTube thing? Like a channel? Well, it's just a guy takes movies, and he tells you, he shows you everything wrong with the movie. Oh. And it's typically 7 to 12 to 15 minutes long. Oh, so he just edits a movie down from two hours to yeah, 15 minutes. Yeah, and shows you all the goofy the bloopers and, and whatever. Stuff. Huh. He sounds like uh, Mr. Skin of bloopers. <laughs> is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. If, uh, I remember Mr. Skin, but didn't he just tell you where the, where the boobs were in the yes, movie? Yes, that was Mr. Skin's thing. He would tell you where all the nudity no, this and is, or you sex see the movie. You see the, you see actual footage from the movie. and Sure. Um, it's it's entertaining because you didn't realize what was 
how many things were wrong with the movie until you see it in condensed form, all the mistakes. Right, right. Well, you're not looking for it either, I'm sure. You're just, you're caught up in the story or whatever, so, you're like, a lot of shit's gonna blow past you because you're not, you don't want to see the mistakes. Right, yeah, I was even surprised because, like, uh, he did some like, on uh, Dark Knight, and I thought, that's almost a perfect movie. Right, right. And then he breaks it down. Well, and he that, that, so he's the kind of guy that'd be like, fuck you, dude. I don't want to know this shit. Uh, he got, commonly he does pick on, like, if a character does exposition to explain, set oh. something up in the movie. Oh, uh-huh. He'll, uh, he'll berate that or if the title sequence goes too long. Um, so those are minor things that you wouldn't quibble about anyway, but he does get the big mistakes, too, where... Somebody did something wrong or whatever. Right, right. It's just kind of fun to see. And he huh. makes a lot of sarcastic comments as he's going along. How many followers does this guy have? Oh, it's a huge thing. These things get tons of views. Ugh. All right. Now let me. Uh, now I got to go to YouTube. Everybody. What I find in, enjoyable about it is like if you're sitting down and you don't have time for something or you're tired but you don't want to watch you know, another movie or uh, a whole other show, uh-huh. you'll flip on. A little of that until you. What is this dude's name, or what is the show? It's just it's, if you just look up everything wrong with it, it'll start coming up, and then then the fun thing too is you can just pick by movies that you want to see the breakdown on. Because obviously, I don't want to see everything wrong with Hocus Pocus. Right, right, right. But if you show me everything wrong with everything Return of the Jedi, right. I'll think, oh, okay, I'll spend ten minutes watching that goofy video. Cinema, cinema sins. Yep. Jesus, he's got 8.72 million subscribers. That's, uh, it's fucking Christ. Who knew that you could just goof on movies and make, uh, probably make some well, living from Well, yeah, well, the prop, the prop, no, no, <laughs> you gotta start no! I recognize the music. Uh, yeah, he's got also everything wrong with Aladdin, the the woods and the fairy tale, John Wick three. I, I'll watch that one because I hated John Wick three. Everything wrong with Charlie's Angels two thousand. He could just go everything wrong with Charlie's Angels two thousand nineteen. He'd be like the movie. There you go. <laughs> That's all you need to do. But yeah, so they're addictive to start watching. There are so many things revolving around uh, movies. That, uh, yeah, you can have a guy like this who just does it, and this guy, he probably makes a good living on just off of YouTube with all this shit, with all the ads and everything. Yeah, right. Fuck. Fuck! Got in the wrong fucking business here, Jason. Wrong fucking business. So, but, uh, JP Sears. Hey, you could start, um, Stu's Everything Wrong with Comedians, and you could, oh, God. you could, uh, Break down their comedy specials. It would be never my my uh, critiquing of their special would be longer than the special. <laughs> it should not be that way. So, but uh, there's JB Sears uh, after JB Sears. Who was next up? And then the very last one was Adam Caton Holland, and he, uh, to be honest, everybody, he is the only one that I was very interested in seeing. Uh, I actually know Adam Caton. He lives in Denver, Colorado, and uh, he's kind of dark. Uh, very satirical. I love him a whole lot. The reason he's coming is because uh, he wrote a book called Tragedy in Time, which I actually received today. You know how I received it today, Jason? He sent it to you. No, I got it from Amazon Prime. Oh. <laughs> I went to the people that I refused to fucking work for, and I purchased his book. 
Uh, but the book is about uh, his younger sister committed suicide. And so it was about him dealing with grief and losses just because he apparently didn't feel like doing stand-up anymore because his sister was kind of not necessarily his muse, but like a buddy and crime and uh, someone that could relate to and the very uh, similar sense of humor. So when his sister killed herself as an adult, she wasn't like a teenager or anything like that. It was very crushing to Adam. So I think his uh, this one-man show that he's going to have, uh, I think it's called Happy Time. Let me look real quick here, everybody. Uh, happy Place. That's what it's called. He's the one that after you played a sample on... Oh, yeah. One of the Patreons. I, I listened to all three of his. Yeah, he's super funny, right? It's, it's, oh, yeah. Yeah, really he's super good. I, I listened to him more than uh, each at least twice. So so I would... Uh, of all the uh, comedians that uh, I have mentioned today, he is the one that I would really recommend. He's going to be there Friday, March 6th. Uh, so if, you, if you're going to go see Miranda Sings, you're not going to be able to see Adam Caton Holland, everybody. So I know it's a hard choice. Miranda Sings, Adam Caton Holland. Who the fuck are you going to see? Uh, and he's playing the listening room, which is a great venue. Yeah, for he's guy, playing the small, small, small listening room at Studio Park. It's a new venue. It won't even be a year old by the time he swings around. And how much? How much? Uh, how many people does that sit? Do you know? Like 200, 300? Not even 300, I wouldn't guess. There you 200. go. So... Uh, so he's the one. I would say buy tickets now just because it's a smaller venue as well. So well, now you can only get them sold out. The stupid two-pack. Yeah, Laugh Fest, uh, I'll say this everybody. Some people, they always talk to me about it. I'm not going to lie. Laugh Fest does this silly thing where before Christmas, you have to buy packages. Meaning, like, I want to go see Adam, Kate, and Holland, but then they're like, okay, well, you see Adam, Kate, and Holland, but then you got to see something else. And you're like, I yeah, don't want to see anything else, but no. Nope. infuriating thing about it is not any two shows you want. It's one from the Ha Ha column and one yes. from the Yee Hee column. Yes. I mean, I can usually, this time I didn't even see a second show I wanted to see, but usually I can find two that I would want to see, but you know, typically they end up in yep. the same column, so I think. And I, I have never up. bought the package. I will not deny that. Uh, the, the two show package, one is from the ha ha and one is from the he he. And uh, yeah, because there's, I don't know, there's a lot of ha ha stuff. But uh, I mean, I'd rather see shows in the he he because you got the dirty show in the he he. You got Ralph Harris in the he he. Uh, Laugh Fest Best, which is always interesting. The uh, Grand Rap is Roast Battle. So there's uh, the best of the Midwest All-Stars. Here's what I would suggest to them if they're listening to tonight's Elemental Podcast. No one listens to this podcast. Well, let's just hope they listen. Okay, I'm going to give them my advice. Yes. I would offer the one tickets in advance at a premium if you want. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. That'd be, Meaning, that's a good let's say you're going to charge $30 for Adam, Kate, and Helen when he's... Individual tickets are up for sale. Sure. And it's right now it's eighty nine is the cheapest for the two, yeah. two event thing. So just do the one show, any one show you want at like forty five dollars. Right. Right. Otherwise, you're stuck spending a hundred and eighty dollars at a minimum for when one of the shows you don't want. <laughs> yep. I'm again. I'm. I'm not gonna deny. I will not deny. I'm always like just. Send it open, but I think it's because they're wanting to try to sell as much as they can up front, and I guess they look at it as like now is an opportunity to buy things for Christmas or whatever. 
You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm talking about. about. Never bought the double package. I always wait. Yeah, I, I, I would wait too, and then uh, you can uh, probably January get lucky. 10th. Yeah. Uh, and then tomorrow, for people who do live in the Grand Rapids area, West Michigan area, yeah, there is a Laugh-Fest show tomorrow. It's one of these like off-season Laugh-Fest shows they're trying to do, kind of like a halfway point. I guess it's technically not halfway. But uh, Christella Alonzo is performing at the Wealthy Theater tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Uh, I don't know how much tickets are. The reason I don't know how much tickets are is because I scored a pair for free. Woo, woo, woo. Uh, yeah, aren't I special? Aren't I special? It doesn't even say here. Uh, let me see. Got to click way too many things to get to the ticket price. Just tell me up front. This is all I need to know. Uh, let's see. Ooh, tickets are $28.50. Or you, for $58.50, you get her book, too. So for an extra $30, $30, you get her book <laughs> uh, that you can probably get on Amazon Prime. On Amazon. <laughs> uh, all right, let me, let me do that real quick. We'll see. Yeah, I'll give us a fun. I'll give us, I looked up today a very specific fact while you're looking it up. Oh, yeah? All right, I saw a news item. It's a brief news item. So Pop-Tart is coming out with a new flavor. Did what? What? Research has shown about half of millennials who consume Pop-Tarts uh-huh. regard the iconic toaster pastry as an afternoon snack food, not exclusively a breakfast item. Pop-Tarts? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. That seems weird to me. Applying this insight to their research and development, Kellogg's decided to add an afternoon-friendly snack to its roster. Uh, egg and bacon. Well, that would be probably more breakfast-oriented. Oh, sure, yes. Pretzels. Pop-Tart pretzels. Pretzels, huh? And they're going to have... put frosting on the pretzels? Oh, they are, they are kind of frosted because they're chocolate pretzel flavor or cinnamon sugar. Uh, pretzel flavor and they'll be available in January. I think I could handle the chocolate. I don't think I could handle the cinnamon pretzel. I think the pretzel part's gonna taste weird when you're used to. Right. I mean, all the Pop-Tarts basically have that pastry flavor. Yeah, so yeah, now yeah. you're gonna have a pretzel flavor? I can't tell you the last time I had a Pop-Tart. <laughs> what? I was just gonna say, I'm an adult. I don't need Pop-Tarts. <laughs> and Jason's like, I have one every day. I hadn't had them in a long time, but when we were this week, we were at the grocery store. I said, hey, well, Pop-Tart sounds kind of good. What kind did you get? Strawberry. There you go. You're classic. Uh, the Costello Alonzo book you can get on Amazon for? $11.99. Yeah, a little higher. $18.79. I don't know how they came up with that, that price. Is that the Amazon price? That is the Amazon price. Hardcover. How about in the new from secondary sellers? Uh, is that the cheapest? I'm not seeing from any secondary sellers, so I think all I see is from Amazon or... Is this a brand new? Oh, uh, yeah, new. it is brand new. Oh, okay. It came out October 8th. Oh, wait, nope, take it back. Sorry, you can get uh, some used ones for $11.21. Oh, I was close. I said yeah. $11.99. Yep, so there you go. So uh, I'm going to go. I'm not going to get the book, though. I'm not going to pay $30 for the book. I'll take uh, Adam Caton Holland's book and have her sign that. Here, can you sign this book? I know you didn't write it, but uh, that'd be great. Thank you very much. So, uh, there's still a lot of things left for um, Laugh-Fest to announce. Like, there's always the signature event, which I have never gone to. 
because the signature event is a very pricey ticket. It's like a hundred dollars a ticket. Didn't they have Jay Leno one Yeah, time? they had Jay Cosby. Leno and uh, Wayne Brady. No, Cosby was not the signature event, oh. but uh, yeah, he was one of the big events for sure. So it's a uh, it's a much bigger ticket price. It's like a hundred bucks, or you can go and have the meal, and then it's like two hundred dollars. Essentially, that this is the one where you're it, a lot of money is you're just donating to Gildas, right? A lot of companies, because it's a big thing they hold over at the DeVos Convention Center. So they got big tables, and they give you the meal with the rubber chicken, and then you see the thing. Like Seth Meyers did it one year. Betty White did it the first year. So you got all these kind of like, they're not necessarily comedians, but they're celebrity funny people. So. So they'll announce that soon, and then hopefully there'll be some other ones they announce as well. Uh, and then there were like smaller things that I didn't talk about. Like uh, I did mention the uh, roast battle. Uh, Pop scholars are improv troupe. If you like improv, man, uh, Laughest is all about improv because they got the Pop Scholars, they got Ritter, uh, River City improv, and then over at the Comedy Project, that other uh, I don't like calling it a comedy club because when I think comedy club, I think stand up, and this venue does. Mostly improv, some sketch, and they'll occasionally have some stand-up. So I guess I'd call it more like a comedy theater, I guess. Where's this? It's over on Leonard. Okay. It's where I took my uh, sketch writing classes. Yeah, so, okay. And uh, they do a ton of improv over there, too. So if you guys want to check out shit, just go to uh, laughfestgr.org. And you can see all the good shit. Go buy some tickets. Buy the tickets! It's all for Gilda's Club. And for, again, for those who don't know, it's named after Gilda Radner, who passed away from cancer. But one of she said, it was like, I, I lost my funny, and I want to get my funny back. And so this is all about, uh, you know, just helping people. So it's good shit. You ever been over there? You been over to the barn? The farmhouse? It's Gilda's over there on farmhouse? Bridge. No. No, you can go over there and take a tour if you want. It's very nice. It's an old barn from like the 1800s. You know, they just convert it into this huge space. And you would think, like, someone actually, like, lives there. But, no, I mean, no one lives there, so. You know what always surprised me? Uh-huh. About Gilda's Laugh Yeah. It's prior to his death. How come they never had Gene, Gene Wilder? Wilder out? You know, I, I wonder that, too. That was all, like, on Gene. I think because uh, Gene, like, remarried. And I think he kind of always was, like, in fragile health. Because okay. uh, I also was like, why hasn't he come out? I think he kind of became like a curmudgeon a little bit in his old age. Just I saw he fucking... was, before he died, I saw he was writing books. Yeah, he might have. But, uh, but yeah, I, I didn't see where he was Raggedy many, old piece I of I didn't see shit. where he was making many public appearances. Although I did yeah. always uh, see no evil, hear no evil. I still love that. Oh, with uh, Richard Pryor. Yeah, that would. I wish he had come and done something. Like he was. Like they always asked for suggestions, and he was a name I threw out. Uh, her brother comes out. He comes out almost every year. Uh, I don't know what his name is, but uh, you know. Yeah, because when you're talking Frank about Radner celebrities being there, if uh -huh. he had been there, that would have been something I would have gone and seen, just because I enjoyed him in so many Gene? movies. Right. 
Gene, okay. I wouldn't expect him to be a comedian. Yeah. He's more of a comic actor. Right, 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 right. But he would have been very interesting to see. That was, uh, what's his face? Is Weibel. Like, uh, I can't remember his Weibel's first name. Alan. Alan's Weibel. He was like a Saturday Night Live writer, and he wrote some movies. So he came out like the first year or two, and I think he actually did the signature event one year with Kevin Nealon. Yeah. And so it wasn't like they're not doing stand-up. They're just telling stories and shit like that. Yeah. And, you know, Seth Meyers, too. And the thing that I, I, I love, I don't really know Seth. I didn't watch Saturday Night Live when he was on it. I don't watch this, the late night talk show that he does. But the reason why I love Seth Meyers is because when he came and he did the signature event for Laugh Fest, they want you to keep it clean. And apparently he said fuck at least uh, a dozen times or so. And I love it when uh, people do things that they're not supposed to do. And people around them are get kind of cringy. But I'm like, he's Seth fucking Myers. What are you going to do? You're going to take the fucking microphone away from this guy? But apparently, you know, it was one of those things of like people like, eh, ah, you know. And you can remind people enough. And maybe he forgot or maybe he was never told or maybe he didn't give a shit. But I always I love hearing those kind of stories. This reminds me, I was pondering your... Facebook situation the yeah. other day, and I even made an observation to Crazy Steve. Uh oh, because I thought he would probably identify with the observation. I said, I think the reason Stu runs into trouble on Facebook is he didn't have a parochial school background. Ah, because okay. we knew instinctively after you'd been in the parochial school for any length of time that if you sold a joke that got yourself in trouble, you weren't allowed to ever repeat the joke. Right. You weren't allowed to say I got in trouble for saying. If you said Jenny's a cunt. Right. And somebody said, hey, Jason, why'd you get in trouble? You weren't allowed to say I got in trouble for saying Jenny's a cunt. I called Jenny a cunt again. <laughs> and, Fuck. You weren't, and you weren't even allowed to try to hide it at all. But I, sure. said, I said Jenny's a bunt. <laughs> right. And I and I get that. Uh, but that's, that's the oppositional define to me of like, if I did something that I truly don't believe is wrong... I will continue to do it. And I get that uh, that's part of the reason why I keep getting banned or whatever. But I'm like, go fuck yourself. That's my attitude. And I know uh, it's probably what's uh, prevented me from doing a whole lot in this world. But what, what uh, strikes me as odd about that, uh-huh. I get it from the having had that background. Yeah. But Facebook was started, wasn't it, to rate girls at... Originally, yeah. yeah. To rate girls as hot or not, basically. Yes, it was a hot or not version, (laughs) yes. So to have adopted this morality that almost mirrors a parochial school's morality uh, seems a bit odd. It is is very weird to me how uh, Facebook has morphed over the years. And again, you just follow the dollars. Where are you going to make more money? You're going to make money from hot or not kind of thing? I mean, that shit's going to disappear. Like, is hot or not still around? Well, that that explains like why they take political ads and they don't discern whether it's true or not. Sure. But you commenting uh, your posts, how do they affect their dollars in any way, shape, or form? Other than they feel they well, have to keep a squeaky clean environment. Because I'm not paying. I didn't pay for me to put my comment there. Right. If I pay, but, if I but paid, but if doesn't... I paid, no, no. If I paid for that joke and I said Jenny's a cunt. And I paid my fifty dollars or whatever. Like, yeah, Jenny's cunt. Oh, then you might be right. Jenny's cunt. Hot or not is still around. It looks like. No, nope, hot or not is dead. I just clicked on it. 
Wait, is no, no now it says like you can sign in. I can sign in via Facebook. Of course. <laughs> they still own it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks like Hot or Not is still around. That's fucking weird as shit. That was like for the minute that was like, all right, hot or not, and then and, and you sort of get some bit of morality, and you're like, ah, oh, this is dumb. I hate, I hate com- fucking comparing people. She's really nice inside. Whatever. Uh, all right. Well, let's talk about Facebook for a second because someone mentioned this today. I heard it on the radio, and they talked about on Facebook. Uh, they say that there are, let's see, how many, 1 billion users, over 1 billion users on Facebook, and uh, 10,000 of them die every day. I often wondered before, what happens to all your stuff if you die? And one of my co-workers who died uh-huh. several years ago, I still see him on LinkedIn and stuff, so he's... His account's still sitting there. So what happens is they say there's uh, the first eight years of Facebook, 30 million of their users were dead. So you have 30 million people on Facebook who were just dead. And they're saying now 428 die an hour. (laughs) So they're saying they're having problems with death because they're losing more people through death than they are like people signing up for. What's their procedure to weed them out? Just based on inactivity for a certain length of time? You, they deactivate accounts if they're inactive for a certain length of time? Or? You know, that, that was the thing with this article. They didn't say. It doesn't say how they deal with that. They talked more about, like, who owns your data. Like, how when far you're out? dead. You said before you could schedule a post. How far out can you schedule a post? Oh, you can do it for, like, years, I guess. Fun would it be if you had a terminal illness? Yeah, 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 yeah. The next ten around. years, people yeah, like yeah, when, yeah. when it pops on their feet, that would be the best. I thought he was dead. Oh shit! <laughs> so there. Well, that's probably one of those things too, where like people can. Uh, there was a um, recently there was a uh, a murder, a murder that happened in the uh, in Las Vegas where this guy killed his girlfriend, and he was. Um, masquerading as her on Facebook so oh, to get people to think that she was still alive and but people kind of quickly figure it out they're like <laughs> the wig so well <laughs> Bill didn't look quite like hers when he was taking for selfies <laughs> yeah exactly they uh when they were asking like personal questions and he just was getting shit wrong and it was really weird he was like a regular average Joe kind of guy but the woman that he, it was like his girlfriend, the woman that he was dating that he eventually killed, she had like some weird disease that made her, she wasn't like a dwarf, but she was like four and a half feet tall and she weighed like 70 pounds. And so she just had really weird things. And he, he let her out in the desert of Vegas to take S&M photographs. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus Christ. Girl, you should you should know never to go off into the desert to take S and M photos. But so there is they're saying by the year twenty sixty five, uh, that'll be the year that Facebook becomes a digital graveyard. Just because so, there's more dead. Than there's going to be more dead people on Facebook than alive uh, live people. Well, you had commented about 
Oh, it's kind of been liberating for you to be off of Facebook, and I yes. thought of that today in relation to I was listening to a podcast that was interviewing an author, right? And uh, the host commented, "Doesn't uh, he's not on Facebook to promote his book?" Sure. And he uh, his retort to that was he had been on Facebook. He took himself off of it to write the book because he found it was distracting, just a big distraction, right? So. I get it. I mean, it makes total sense. You're just scrolling through. Like, when I was was had that 24-hour reprieve or whatever the hell it was, and I'm just looking at my feed, and I'm just scrolling through stuff, I'm like, oh, I forgot this person. And they're like, oh, this is dumb shit. Like, God damn it. So I like the fact that my fake profile has, like, 20 people that I'm friends with or whatever. So it's like, I don't see this constant stream of garbage and I don't want to scroll through the constant stream of garbage trying to find something maybe interesting or whatever. So I like it. I would encourage people to get off Facebook. Get off Facebook for like a week. Just see, maybe delete the app from your phone or just something, right? You can deactivate your account as well. I could be off of it very easily. The one thing that has seduced me into it nowadays is that a lot of the bands I like Oh. The only way you find out about a lot of them, their activity, whether it's tour itineraries sure. or new releases, is they put it on Facebook now. Oh, right. It, it's for free, and so you don't have to pay for like a website or anything like that. And probably more people are paying attention to Facebook. They'll go to your Facebook page as opposed to your website. Yeah, which uh, and I get that totally because I was a late comer to Facebook. I only yeah. went on there a couple of years ago just because... Um, Several of the companies we represent got hounded me about that our business wasn't on Facebook. Right. And in order to put your business on Facebook, you have to be on Facebook. Right. Yep. So that was yep. how I first got on there. Yep. Um, but yeah, before that, I would just, you know, for bands I liked or something, I'd once every two, three months go to their website and see what was going on. Right. So it does give you that convenience factor. But sure. otherwise, like you said, most of the stuff that people put up there that I scroll through it's garbage. Yeah, it's doesn't. I mean, even if it's mildly amusing, it doesn't uh, contribute anything meaningful to your life. There. Uh, have you ever heard of the Chive? No. The Chive is a weird website where it's just an amalgamation of like memes and funny videos and jokes and things like that. And I've had kind. Of, it's kind of like Reddit, but it's more humor, just humor oriented. And uh, so I got on the chive through some of my dumb memes. They picked it up and whatever. Never got paid for any of this shit, but I get exposure. Get, Did you, you know, ever get paid exposure. for CastBox? No, you know, I've never gotten anything from CastBox. Because so. <laughs> I remember you used to say, go listen to it. Yeah, the podcast box was the favorite. But... Yeah, that's never happened. I, I'm assuming you got to be like Joe Rogan-esque or something. Have thousands and thousands of followers. Either that or someday you'll find, you'll go to the state of Michigan unclaimed yeah. property and you'll find yeah. there's a big check in your Big name. check for five <laughs> bucks. Uh, but the Chive is very anti-Facebook because uh, Facebook is either burying a lot of their posts or they're banning some of their posts. So I watched this video on the Chive today just talking about how Facebook like has spied on you and they sell your data. And they're like, particularly when it comes to like so much politics, because that's a lot of Facebook has just turned into political garbage. And they're like, so they figure out like where you lean, like if you lean left or if you lean right, 
they start throwing more shit at you that kind of leans that way, but even more extreme. So it's all about just getting people more agitated, more upset, because they're like wanting you to continue looking for it and continue seeing it. So there's this weird cycle of despair and anger and everything. And I'm like, ah, I, I get it. I get it. A lot of, I try to avoid politics on social media. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck, I don't give a shit. But I can see people who do like it, you're just getting in that whole spiral, so. Yeah, I can see that. That explains some of my ads because I have a lot of clients that are Facebook friends and they'll post a lot of political uh, stuff yeah. that I wouldn't agree with. Yeah. But I don't block them. I just ignore it. Right. But I get ads. Get that, weird ads. That must be from that Facebook then thinks I share that opinion because I yeah. keep it in my feed. They say that Facebook listens to you, so fine. I don't know. Facebook, are you listening to me right now? You suck shit, Facebook. So, because uh, they say that they do, that they do listen, and they'll like transcribe conversations and stuff, and I'm like, fuck. I mean, maybe that's true. I'd like to believe that's not true, but uh, I'm like, oh, fuck. you know, like Big Brother out there. Why? Like, why would that anyone give a, a shit about me? I assume it doesn't because I think it would be so boring. <laughs> and, and time consuming and time costly consuming and, and everything and you're like fucking Christ right can you imagine that anyone on your street can you imagine if you had a listening device in their living room oh. how bored you'd be two hours no, into that people are fucking retarded <laughs> kill yourself I would I would try to make their phone into like a speaker I'd be like you need to kill yourself please kill yourself your, your conversation's killing me no if there was such a listening device, right. my sister had one in my house. Oh, said, God. Oh, God damn, he's a... This guy is so... Her school did not take. He's so hateful. <laughs> so spiteful. Uh, so, let's let's stick with uh, some the weird murder shit. Because okay. I asked you to remind me about 2020. Exactly. And I'm like, all right, so I, I just want to talk about quickly... Because it's weird. I don't really watch 2020 at all. Jamie fucking loves it, though. Uh, Jamie... Are much, is this much like the... I think my wife probably gets down these rabbit holes, too. Like the dateline where they'll do yeah. a whole episode about what happened to... Yeah. What yes. happened to Sally Ann? Yes. That's okay. what it was. And so I got home from work yesterday, and uh, Jamie's on the couch. She's watching 2020 because uh, Hulu will have it. So she'll just scroll back, like, years or whatever and watch shit on, on Hulu 2020 from six years ago or whatever. But she's watching one and it was about this uh, student in uh, the University of Illinois who, who got murdered. She disappeared and then they assumed she got murdered and there you go. So Jamie, Jamie's watching it but then she just dozes off and I'm fucking now entranced in this fucking 2020. They do get you caught up. If you watch 10 minutes of it, you'll yeah. sit and watch the hour. Yeah, because now I'm like, all right, well, well what the fuck happened? And, the, the, and they highlight various people and they make them all seem suspicious. Yeah, oh, well, fuck, did the, the brother do it or the fuck did it? And uh, the, the woman's name was Ying Ying. And immediately I'm like, oh, they killed the panda. They fucking killed the panda. But uh, apparently Ying Ying got into this dude's car. I, I missed the part that kind of explained why she did. I'm like, how the fuck did she get in this dude's car? And there's cameras all over universities nowadays. It's one of these things of like, just assume you're on a camera, everybody. Kind of like when they were telling me if when I was an Amazon driver, they're like, just assume there's a doorbell camera there watching you. You're on camera everywhere. So when you go on a college campus, there's cameras everywhere, security everywhere. So this guy 
he was caught. Like they they got uh, the car that he was driving. They saw him and they're like, all right, uh, where's the fucking body? You know, we know you did it. Where's they, Ying Ying? Where's Ying Ying? And so they eventually, he was a sick fuck too. They, oh, yeah. But they eventually, they caught him, they convicted him, and uh, he he's in prison now for life. Uh, but his, Ying Ying's family, they were from China, and uh, they came over and they were upset that the death penalty was enacted and that he didn't die, that they he wasn't put to death by the state. And one of the uh, pieces of evidence that they had, and I'm still very confused as to how they got it, Apparently, a couple months before he committed murder, he actually, he was a uh, physics student, grad student at the University of Illinois. And so as a student, he took advantage of some services and he went to the counseling department because he was dealing with some substance abuse issues, some marital issues, depression issues. And in the midst of the conversation he was having with the uh, counseling intern, and they were they were videotaping this, and I'm assuming they videotaped it for her purposes because I'm an intern, and this will be used for my uh, supervisor to watch, and then give me some suggestions, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But in it, he said that he had some self-harm thoughts, and then he had some homicidal thoughts. But the homicidal thoughts were not specific. Like he was not going, "I'm thinking of killing Jason." Right? It was just like. I'm thinking of hurting whoever. And in, in the conversation, because she asked, she's like, Are you, have you still been having these thoughts? Are you currently having these thoughts? Like, what's going on with this? And he denied that he was still having them and that it had been months since he last had them. But because of that conversation and it being recorded and it got out somehow, because I'm like going... That's like, you know, patient uh, counselor privilege. Like, it's like if you go see your psychiatrist, you're seeing your psychiatrist and that shit's not coming out, right? So I don't know how the hell they got it, but they did get it. So her parents were, going, were suing uh, two therapists at the school and they were school, uh, suing the school because they felt that the school should have done something that would have prevented him from murdering their daughter. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do you want them to do? Like, you can't flag someone for thoughts, right? It's kind of like the whole minority report thing. Right. Like, you can have thoughts in your head and never act upon them. I think about killing people every <laughs> fucking day. I thought that was Christ, go. right? <laughs> A lot of people would be dead on the, on the floor if I could do it. But, or, and I would be in prison forever right now, never having killed anybody, but because I'm having these thoughts. So to me, when when they're saying that they were going to sue the school and the counselors, I got pissed because there was a period of time, like, that's what I wanted to do. When I went to grad school, they're like, what's your end game? I'm like, I would like to be a therapist at a college. Because when I went to grad, uh, undergrad, I worked for the uh, crisis hotline. And so our, we always had to report back to the people who worked in the counseling department. They were like our supervisors. I'm like, oh, this would be a great fucking gig. You know, you're on a college campus and you're talking with people and you're trying to help them out, whatever. I'm like, yeah, that'd be great. So uh, I was like, you can't, it just made me go, you can't fucking control everybody and what their thoughts are, right? They can admit to shit and that's fine, but are you you're going to act upon it? 
Do you have a means of doing it? Because a lot of people are like, yeah, I'm going to shoot this motherfucker. Do you have a gun? No, I don't have a gun. Well, then you're fucking... This, not gonna, I'm going to kill myself. How are you going to kill yourself? I'm going to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge. My, well, we live in fucking Michigan. My rantings can get very specific. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll rant at someone in traffic. I'll be like, I hope you wrap your car on a yeah. tree and eject it through the windshield break your fucking neck, you motherfucker. <laughs> I'll see you in hell. <laughs> it's like, they didn't use a turn signal. <laughs> <laughs> That's enough. <laughs> Death penalty. Fuck them. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I was pretty, uh, I was, it just got me heated about Jamie sleeping and I'm kind of fucking yelling, muttering to myself. You know, having been in that kind of field. So, but I mean, Jamie's in the same kind of thing, too. She's not specifically a counselor, but I mean, she's dealing with people who have all sorts of mental illness. So unless, you know, they might have... Usually you're going to deal with people who've got more suicidal thoughts than homicidal thoughts. But uh, to, to put yourself in that position where to think like that you can control people like that, get the fuck out of here, right? That Go remi- back to China, you commies! <laughs> that reminds me of a poll tonight, my wife oh. said on Twitter, uh-huh. of where Jamie is. Oh, right, where is so, Jamie? Yeah, so you can't leave the listeners in suspense. Oh, Where's do, Jamie? Do, do people give a shit? Uh, well, uh, none, none of the options that I gave were correct. <laughs> none, none of them were correct. <laughs> we were st- my wife wrote it to me, I said, I can't imagine she's at a wine and book club. <laughs> she's not at a wine and book club, she's not at a parole hearing. Uh, what was oh she's not big lot lot oh, shopping, shopping. That and was the, uh, seemed to be the popular one. She's not. Uh, it's not like she's tired of this bullshit. That would be the one. That would be the one though. That's if you were closest correct. though. She uh, she is uh, dealing with some family shit. Okay. I know sometimes uh, she she doesn't like to divulge a shit ton. So uh, I won't necessarily say she can reveal info uh, on Monday if she wants, but uh, she was going to be supportive of family members. So we'll leave, we'll leave it. She is a good she's a good family person. <laughs> if she was your family, you'd be like, I am glad she is a part of my family. Uh, so that's where she is. So uh, let's see. There were some there was some good news that happened. At the same time, I was kind of mad about this news. Uh-oh. It was good news. Like, I don't know if you heard about it. This woman had her car stolen the other day. Did you hear about this? No. Here in Grand Rapids. This woman had her car stolen. And she was over at um, the Speedway over there on Leonard and Turner here in Grand Rapids. And I will tell you, everybody, uh, if you're at the uh, Speedway gas station on the corner of Leonard and Turner, uh, you're probably there to buy drugs first, uh, <laughs> prostitution second, and then maybe gas third. Maybe gas would be in the top three things at this gas station. Not, it's not a good gas station. This is if weird shit's gonna go down in a gas station in Grand Rapids, it's gonna be at this one. But this lady, <clears throat> uh, she goes there. She she wasn't getting gas, but she goes in to buy like smokes and a candy bar or whatever. And uh, she goes in. She's getting her smokes and probably her scratchers. And uh, she comes out. And uh, guess what happened, Jason? The car was stolen? Holy fuck! Her car's <laughs> gone! Because she's no. one of these dumb bitches who just leaves her car running. Oh my, I was just going to say, did she leave the keys in? But leave it running yeah. is even a worse step. Yep, she's one of these dumb fucking skanks uh, who's like, I'm just going to leave my car running. 
and uh, in this fucking crime-ridden gas station. So what's the good news in this? Oh well, well the <laughs> they arrested her for continuing crack pipe possession. Well, continue. Well, here's the thing too. All right, uh, the car was eventually recovered uh, because it was involved in a crash. Oh, wow. <laughs> it was involved in a crash and essentially totaled the car. The car is gone. Uh, I don't think they even caught the dude who stole the car and or crashed it. But um, the problem with this woman is that she also, not only is she stupid, uh, she also has multiple disabilities about her. She has, uh, she's got the diabetes. She's got the diabetes. And then she has like a cartilage problems in her back. So she's not able to walk. So she, she can't do a whole lot without just being in pain, right? So this lady is, uh, she's fucked because her, her mode of transportation has been taken from her. Oh boy, go fund me. Well, they did, they did set up a GoFundMe uh, for her. Of course they did. Which I, I'm like going, fuck this bitch, right? There are natural consequences for your actions, right? Like, if your car got stolen because you took it to the worst gas station in the world, left the keys in it and the car running, the consequence is going to fucking lose it. But uh, this woman, she got a new car. Someone gave her a new car. And so I would like to play the news story here for everybody. So let me see if I got the volume cranked. Hold on a minute here. And we're going to play the story of this woman. Uh, getting a new car. So here we go, everybody. There's probably going to be a commercial here, too. Or it probably won't play because my computer's slow as oh, shit. shit oh, yeah, here's here's the commercial. Uh, well, here, I'll do that. I'll just, there we go. I, uh, I silenced the commercial, and we're just going to talk over it. For See, this is why basketball. you got to get YouTube Premium. Not only could you watch Wayne, but no commercials. Uh, there you go. No right, commercials on YouTube. Uh, uh. My car is wrecked, can you believe it? Yeah. Speaking of goodwill, was surprised with a new vehicle today. Angeline McCall was there for that very special moment. Angeline. Janice and Doug, we first told you about Barbara Brown and her stolen oh, car shit. on Monday car because she has a bad back and other disabilities. She's been finding it hard to get around. That is until now. What? Waiting is always hard. Time's less so slow. <laughs> Especially when you're looking for a car you've never seen before. Now she, uh, Barbara Brown is She looks like she's probably on meth, right? Am I wrong? She sounds horrible. She sounds awful. <laughs> like, uh, I didn't realize having spine problems fucked with your vocal cords, too. But apparently it does. So, all right. Okay, I think that's the crack pipe. four-door yeah. Chevy. And with each passing car is a false alarm. Oh, darn it. That's weird that she's just sitting hope, on the porch. I hope it's like a... You can she, sit in your I, house and wait, lady. like some beat-up piece of shit that she well, goes, it's not that one, that goes wheeling into it. Oh, door. fuck, I don't want it. Take it away. Take it away. All right. Barbara lives with multiple disabilities, including little cartilage between the discs in her back, making it hard to get around. And a car is crucial for her to get to her many doctor's appointments. On Sunday, it was stolen from the Speedway gas station off of Leonard. She left it running. Just, they should just call three. that Speedway like they should just have a cop station right there, right? Just have a cop car and in the, the parking lot the whole for fucking the day. She sounds like she should be ancient, but she doesn't look that old. She's probably in her forties. Yeah, yeah, she's not super old. But I, you know, 
there were a couple, several years ago in Grand Rapids, there was like big crime waves. And so people were making huge stinks about how cops need to be in the community. So they actually took like trailers and put trailers around the city that were kind of like substations for cops. And there was one not super far away from us here. And it wasn't like a bad idea, but it was gone. They took it away. I don't know. You almost, I think you almost need to have more state, smaller stations like that than like one huge big one downtown, right? Kiosks. Cop yeah, kiosks. Yeah, yeah, have a cop kiosk, <laughs> cop trailer. The, the cops should just drive around in uh, RVs the whole time. That would be great. Minutes and it was gone. It was gone when I came out there. It was later found crashed into a power pole near Byron Center in Porter in Wyoming. On Wednesday morning, though, she learned a man she's never met before was donating a new car to her. It's like a kid. Not a new car. Oh, shit. My predictions, right? Finally, after an afternoon of waiting. How long does it? Her new car. Stalls out. There. Oh, my God. Catches on fire. Angel that she's been waiting to meet. He's a uh, tow truck driver. Oh, okay. hour to hand deliver it to Barbara. It's great. It's like Christmas Day of opening your presents to see that you can change someone's life with just you know simple kindness. With a few signatures, so two more. So the wait is finally over. Yeah, this is nice. Eagle Towing is based out of Muskegon and Montague. It's a family-owned business. Andrew says he and his family have. Always trying to put the community they serve first, like in this instance. Live in the studio, Angela McCall, Fox 17 News. Now, they're a towing company, so where do they get their cars from? Do they just tow this from somebody that it never got claimed, so it's now theirs? Yeah, it must be. If they, Eminent domain? If they tow it, you know, at uh, their charges for allotting it. Sure. <laughs> for the listeners, I told the story off air to you about my wife had a little medical mishap right. a few years ago right. and she was out in the car right. when this happened and this was down in Battle Creek so I couldn't I met up at the hospital and we transported the car got left behind it was several days before I could go get it and the bill was hundreds of dollars for I think yeah. it was 400 and some odd dollars just Damn. for them storing it at their place for right. two three days so you can quickly see how having gone through that experience you can see how somebody could End up with a bill keep, that keep would, it. Yeah, that they just go off. Well, yeah. the car that they donated was a 2004 uh, Chevy Malibu. Yeah, so somebody so, got a six hundred dollar right impound bill. They said keep the car. I'm surprised that they didn't just fucking tow the car to her. Right, the, they actually were able to drive it. I'm sure they didn't do it. So to me, I'm like, okay, what's the motivation for this guy? Oh, advertising. Yeah, that's my. I'm the huge cynic. I I hate being as cynical as I am, but I'm like, why the fuck did you do that? Oh, it's gonna get your name out there. You're gonna be like the good dude, and like good for this guy. He's a good dude. Good uh, Andrew Haycoop from Eagle Towing. If so, if you're out there in Muskegon area, use those that towing company. I guess I don't know. So. Yeah, you can't. Uh, I mean, I can't. I understand what you're saying about the cynicism because I can't fault him. He did a good thing, but they basically gave an impound vehicle that yeah, they was probably were like, relatively worthless. Yeah, we got to get rid of one of these shit cars. Who are we going to give it to? Fuck. That's right. So there you go. So uh, well, good for him. Hopefully that dumb bitch uh, learns her lessons of not fucking leave the car running. <laughs> well, that one she might want to uh, <laughs> use it for a couple months and then... Uh, then uh, leave it running at the speedway again. All right, all right. 
Uh, all right, I got one more thing I, I want to talk about unless you got something you want to talk about. I do have stories. Do all you right. want? Yeah, right. get in the story. I got uh, two items, but uh, I'll pick one right off the top for you. A hotel in Japan okay. is offering a room yeah. for only a buck. All right. If What's you're the... okay being live streamed the entire time you're in the hotel ah, room. So, so it's some dumb reality show thing? It's not even a reality show. They just live stream it like on their website. Why would they want to do that? Uh, it's the it's live stream on the hotel's YouTube channel for 24 hours. The channel has over 2,000 subscribers. So do I have to stay there for for the whole time? Like I gotta stay in the room, or can I like leave and go do shit? I think shit? you can leave. You just All treat right. it like a regular room. Okay. And there's even rules that you can't uh, be naked. So uh, the the camera is set up in the room. Oh, so like but, the bathroom so if you, if you, Yeah, if you're changing or whatever, you go into the bathroom, you have privacy in the bathroom. Sure. And you can't do any lewd acts. What? <laughs> the, the Japanese are very lewd people. Like, they have vending machines where you can buy used underwear. Oh, disgusting. I'm telling you, man, the Japanese are crazy. They got the vending machines that are just porn. Like, right out there on the street. It's weird as shit. So some people, uh, some guests seem to enjoy the attention. They'll even interact with viewers who can comment on the live stream. That'd be weird. I, I don't think I'd be down with that, even though it's just a dollar. I don't want people watching me. Like I, I would like forget that there's a camera in there, and then I'd start jerking off to weird anime <laughs> porn. That's what would happen. I'm like, oh, fuck, I forgot, sorry. And then they'd kick me out, and then I wouldn't even have it for a dollar. So that's yeah, weird. Wonder, does somebody monitor it that you have to... Uh... And if you're doing something weird, <gasps> what yeah, constitutes Yeah, what do the Japanese think is fucking weird? <laughs> if you're picking your nose and eating it in there, it's a, right. is that bad for the YouTube yeah. channel? Oh, shit. I don't know what it is. Hold on. Hold on. You can get a Maytag washer today. Boom. There we go. Delete that. That's a weird story. Is is that like a regular thing they're doing? Oh, yeah. Or is that's, that? Uh, oh, that's all the time. Huh? All the time. I wasn't sure if that was like a special thing. It did say, they did comment. Um... That, uh, you have to reserve this years in advance? No, no. But they said many of the online booking sites are reluctant to list the room, but you can simply ask the hotel for it when booking by phone. Oh, so they just have one room? Yep. That's it's one not, room. I was thinking it was the whole hotel. No, no, just one room. Huh, that's weird. Very weird. So another, uh, of course, you know what's behind that, much like the tow truck. Right, right, right. One dollar right. room gets them in the... Gets them in the news. A lot of advertising, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, good. What was the name of it? Let's give them some free advertising here. Let me find the name here. <laughs> it's called Jerk Me Off Hotel. Business Ryokin Asahi. Oh. In Fukuoka, Japan. It's available year-round. It's room number eight. Room number eight. <laughs> give me room number eight. The room is a regular Japanese-style hotel room with a tatami floor. A type of co a mat common in the country. Right. And a foldable sleeping mat. There's also a small coffee table, a TV, and a kettle. I went to Japan for like two weeks back in the mid-90s. And uh, yeah, the traditional Japanese hotels are exactly what you described. You're kind of sleeping on the floor on kind of like this rice mattress. And I can't lie, incredibly comfortable. But I will also tell you this: the country of Japan is not made for someone who's six foot five. Yeah. 
Every, everything is very small. I kept banging my head on everything. It was fucking awful. So We talked on an earlier podcast about in Germany they have those toilets that are a little odd. Right. When we went over to Germany, we found a couple of other oddities. Um, we stayed with some friends. They put us up in the friend's parents' house, which was odd to us because we didn't know until we got there. So right. now we're staying with, these, with these parents that right. we don't really know. Right. And the two real oddities on our trip was quite often when we'd get in at night, it was stuffy. And so I'd open a window in our room, and when you'd wake up in the morning, the window was closed, which meant... Someone came into your room and closed the they window? They were coming into the room regularly at night and closing the window sure. while we were sleeping They were Nazis, <laughs> and they were watching you. And the other thing is they don't like to refrigerate many of their beverages. Oh, everything's room temperature? Yeah. And they, they drink a lot of warm beer in Germany. Warm beer is common. Yeah. The one that I kept having a problem with is they would leave the orange juice on the counter. Oh, right. And sure. so when I'd come in at night, you put it in the fridge. Before in bed, I'd put it in the fridge to try to have it cold the next morning. You're going to close my window and put the orange juice in the fridge. But it was always back out the next morning. You goddamn too. Nazis. <laughs> you fucking weirdos. Uh, all right, last thing I want to talk about. Uh, it was an interesting article and kind of funny to me. It was the uh, nine stages of goodbye that you hear in the Midwest. Oh, boy. When you say goodbye, it's not just later. See you later. That's why I like doing the Irish. (laughs) I like the Irish exit. If I can ever do an Irish exit, I'm going to do that, and that's basically you just disappearing. That's what I like, man. Hey, look over there, and then you just disappear. Well, I'll relate this to quite often on TV shows and movies. Yeah. Phone calls end without a goodbye. Yeah, I'll get on it. (laughs) Yeah, or not even something. They'll just say something, and suddenly it calls over. I I always say, did the other guy know the phone call was done? (laughs) Sounds good. And then that's it. It's over. They just hang up. Hey, I wasn't done yet. I had something else to tell you. Uh, So the first first stage of the nine stages is the well. Well, Well, guess I better be going. Guess I gotta get the fuck (laughs) out of it. It's kind of like that stupid SpongeBob meme. That SpongeBob meme, like, well, I'm gonna get out of here. I do that one when we're visiting family. Yeah. And then I have to, in that moment, I have to come up with my reason too. That's it's it's strange because I I do that exactly, but then I think of why. I'll be like, well, we gotta let these people get to bed. Well, (laughs) I hate you. Well, these people got church in the morning. Well, I'm exhausted. I gotta go jerk off. <laughs> uh, after the well comes the hugs. Everybody's got a oh, hug. See, I'm not a hugger. You gotta hug everybody. Hug your grandma. Hug everybody. So you got the hug. And then you gotta walk to the door. You're walking to the door. You're having a little chit chat. You're like, hey, you gotta, yay. Oh, the weather out there, it's kind of rainy. Uh-huh. Because that's the doorway chat. When you're walking to the door, you kind of. <laughs> so sit that's there three and of door. nine? The number four is the doorway chat okay. right there. You're doing the doorway chat. They're like, yeah. And then it, well, number five is, we really should be going right now. <laughs> we really, we got to get out there because that's kind of like, hey, we got to stop this conversation. We really need. But then that leads to the second round of hugs. We're like, all right, guys. Oh, shit. Hug, There's two you rounds know, of hugs. Two rounds of hugs, man. We're Midwesterners. We love to hug. And then, you know, that is like when you do the second you reach for the doorknob and you're holding the door. Out. Oh, oh, really? Got to fucking go now. How odd do you find it when people are huggers? And you are you a hugger or not a hugger? I the older I've gotten, the more I'm uh, okay with hugging. 
Okay, see, I'm pretty stiff. Are you? So when people come at me, I stiffen up, which Good. makes it all the more awkward. Because they're coming at me, and I'm I almost <laughs> like hugging the stiffers. So I'm probably going to end up start hugging you more now, Jason. I wasn't ever going to hug you, but now, because you're uncomfortable, I'm going to do it. So I and Yeah, and I'll hug dudes, too. Like, if uh, a buddy of mine I haven't seen in a while, I'm like, ah, I can go give him a hug or whatever. I hate the bro hug, though. <laughs> bro hugs are worse to me. The couple we went to the listing room with yeah. a week or two ago. Yes. When they came into the lobby. Yeah. He leaned in, the husband leaned in and hugged my wife. Yes. <laughs> and I didn't know what I was supposed to do. I thought, uh-huh. am I supposed to reciprocate with his wife? So we just stood there weirdly. High five. <laughs> sure, yeah. Well, no, if you're not a hugger, you don't <laughs> hug. There you go, whatever it is. I actually feel weirder hugging girls unless i like really know them because i'm like how, how do you fucking feel about this like it's you can't in this day and age you just can't go around like hugging someone because uh, hugging someone can be really pretty innocent but then to other people it can be like a triggering event and you're like ah oh, fuck i don't want to deal with this shit so uh, i don't really like hugging too many girls i'll let them initiate that if they want to do that <laughs> so the second hug is only step five six. Oh, six. it was number six so the seven was hand on the door knob number eight the slow opening of the door conversation. So the door's open. You're letting in the cold air. I really gotta fucking go. That one. That one doesn't bug me so much in the cold. It yeah. bugs me in the summer oh, when, when bugs are flying. Oh, in. when you're letting the bugs in, you're letting the heat in or whatever. Because <laughs> now I'm. You've left, and I'm running around the house trying to kill mosquitoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now the very last one. What do you think the last one is? The last stage. Well, see ya. <laughs> Close. There's something a little more. It's it's a physical activity. A wave? Yeah, it's the window <laughs> wave. You're in the window. And you're like, <laughs> Sing all right, goodbye. People are honking the horn on the way down the road. <laughs> 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 here's, here's, here's where I'm a little different because oh. I'm usually hovering by the door. You're turning the lights off. <laughs> and I'm going, I'm peeking without trying to be spotted. Sure. But I'm going to my wife, are these motherfuckers gone yet? Fuck! I want to start cleaning up the mess they <laughs> left. I gotta watch some television here. You gotta watch some 2020 yingings on again. Repeat. <laughs> so those are the nine stages of goodbye if you live in the Midwest. And I imagine the majority of the people who listen to this podcast are from the Midwest. So... <laughs> Now, going back to Facebook, I just had a thought. All right. You were talking about people that die on Facebook. Yes. Now, I just had a death. Distant. Not even a a friend of a friend. Oh, okay. Or sibling of a friend. Uh Uh-huh. But that person and their spouse are one entity on Facebook. Oh, shit. This isn't their names, but it's Randy and Sarah Smith. Yes. So now Randy's dead. Yeah. How long does Sarah wait on the etiquette before she Ooh, well, changes? Sarah, Sarah's getting on Facebook dating app now, so she better <laughs> change that shit. Instead of Randy, it's question and Sarah right, Smith. Right. <laughs> Could be you and Sarah Smith. There you go. So I the worst for me getting back to that is when it's someone's birthday and then I was like, hey, it's your birthday, and then someone responds like, oh yeah, Joe's dead or whatever. I'm like, oh fuck, I feel like an idiot. <laughs> And then I immediately unfriend and uh, delete the comments. So that's what I do. <laughs> I destroy my own profile. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so ashamed that no, I, I don't want anyone so to know. Shame. And then I, I give them two hugs. So uh, we, we never did it, but hey, everybody! It's the <laughs> element of the bucket bucket. Woo, woo, woo! We're done. There's not, I'm Stu, and that was Jason. We're done. <laughs> uh, maybe Jamie returns on Monday. 
go like the fan page, everybody, on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Doing a lot of polls the last couple days over on Twitter. And then I uh, got the Patreon on Saturday, so if you got an extra five bucks lying around, uh, throw it at me. There we go. And listen to it on any platform you like since Castbox doesn't Cash throw us any cash. Really give a shit. Although I was talking with a buddy, uh, I actually do, that's what I use. I, I listen to podcasts on Castbox. That's what I choose. So I know a lot of people are like Google Play or iHeart or uh, the Apple one, but I'm like, ah, Castbox, what the fuck, who cares? I do it on, I guess on iTunes because I yeah. use iTunes to yeah. throw it to our Sonos. Yep. So there you go. And so. hear it through the house. So. All right, we're done, everybody. Have a good weekend. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. But oh, uh, now next Thursday is Thanksgiving, so yeah. I don't know what the fuck we're gonna do with the podcast. Uh, and also, just telling everybody now, giving everyone a heads up now, uh, my Christmas cards. If you guys want a Christmas card from me, just get me your address. If you think I have it, I don't have it. Give it to me Thanksgiving Day. And I will get you a Christmas card. Simple as that. So. Next Monday will be our Thanksgiving extravaganza. Oh, for you? Well, I assume we're not going to get oh, Thanksgiving. Oh, so we'll, I was thinking we'll you... treat it as our pre-holiday ah, holiday. I thought you were talking about who uh, knows. Like there might be there might Beth be at home doing oh, no, Thanksgiving. There might be wine at the oh, Elemental shit. Podcast. Getting a little drunk. Since Jamie and I both drink Moscato, I oh. might have to. There you go. <laughs> All right, we're done. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you. Okay, bye.